everyone, it's me, Sean Capri. Welcome to episode 163 of We the Gamer Cast. It's a bonus, it's a bonus, bonus, special, special and bonus episode coming right to you on my birthday, July 28th, although it may be the 30th or 29th, I don't know how time works. Thank you guys for being here, even though it's nonsense, for hitting thumbs up and subscribing. I had an amazing chat with my good friend Antonio Guillen, and it's all thanks to you guys for bringing him back all the way from episode 38. This is powered by Patreon because we hit our milestone. I think I'm coming a little hot in the mic, so maybe I'll just like back it up a little bit. There we go. Guys, this is amazing. And it's all possible that thanks to everybody at patreon.com slash make us better, like our platinum executive producers, Mr. Corey Hicks at twitch.tv slash chicks underscore 18, and Mr. Mark Moody at youtube.com slash out of lives. Our gold executive producers, the entire Quest for Pixels crew, Sheldon Benedict, Tony Baker, Mike BC, and Panache Malloy. Maybe Panache is going to have to join up with the, with the Quest for Pixels guys. Uh, all of our executive producers, Stephen Iafrady, Joey Splats, Carol Underwood, Dante Bellini Jr., Jared Gautier, Dude427, Kevin Austin, Josh Barboni, Tammy Ryan, Robert Bobby Miller, Tim Ulf, Joel Brooks, Martini Jean, Nasty Boots, David Ray, and Jesse Armstrong. Thank you guys so much. I've done a little something different with my microphone. I don't want to touch it, but it's kind of like I've got it off to the side here, but it's kind of like kicking out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just a little too, too much, too much me. Um, I'm going to get into the whole, like what we did last week with Mario Not Bros on Monday's episode, but I really wanted to get this one out to you guys within July. And I also wanted to, uh, for everybody who supports on Patreon, I'm going to be putting up a little something, something, uh, a little poll or something, a post. I want to ask you guys something about these returning guest episodes. So stay tuned for that. Um, which reminds me, I need to post the, the newsletter. Goodness gracious. You got to do that right after this. But I want you guys to hear this episode. I think it's amazing. I wasn't sure exactly when I was going to post it, maybe later on in the week, but we'll do this today. And then on Monday, Joe After Work is there. So as I mentioned, Antonio first was on the show back in June 2016. And he came out to me back then with, with a proposal of he wanted to basically like like do the show. Like he, he <laughs> I remember he had offered, just send me all the audio. He said, he's like, just send me everything. I'll, I'll cut it all together and I'll give you a, a wrapped product to, to put up there. And I, I didn't know what to do with that at the time. I still don't know what to do with people who are so gracious with their time and want to help, but I appreciate Antonio back then. And I appreciate him now. This is an incredible uh, conversation that you guys absolutely need to hear as soon as possible, which is why it's coming to you right now. Follow Antonio on the Twitter at Hypecaster. Here he is, Antonio Guillen. Happy birthday, man. On on behalf of everybody that you serve, not just with this show, with all the shows, with the support, just happy birthday. Happy birthday, (laughs) Oh, you. But this is why I hate. This is why I don't like making a big deal about it. I don't. Why? I, I don't know, man. You're, I just, you're too humble. I swear. You drip humility, and it's sickening. It's disgusting. Okay. Sean. Well. He, okay. Here's here's where we can maybe like clean up the drippiness of humility. Like Chelsea. Chelsea. We woke up this morning. She's like, if you hit Lincoln, change his diaper, and hand him to me, then you Sex. can like you can just sleep in. Oh, okay. The opposite. Yeah. The, no. No. Okay. No. No. This is. Bad. <laughs> He's like, if you. No. I want. I want this more. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> um yeah and it was like oh like maybe i'll sleep in like maybe my body will let me sleep in for like maybe an hour maybe an hour and a half and then so i close my eyes and i have these wonderful dreams and then chelsea comes in and goes you know one o'clock is a little ridiculous and i'm like it's one o'clock <laughs> what did you <laughs> sleep for what was the record how many hours 
Uh, I slept probably, well, last night, so we got home last night. We went to, like, the, the summer carnival or whatever that's here. It's, like, 10 days, and they do all those, the rides and everything like that. Lincoln went on his first ride last night, like, the little Aww. bumblebees going up and down. And there's Aww. this great, like, rip-off Spider-Man ride, like, these little, like, the little, like, carts that just, like, spin around in circles. But there was, and it was all red and blue, and they had, like, the Spider-Man Almost logos. And this thing at the top was, like, this spider monster. It was clearly supposed to be Spider-Man. And it was just, like, this carny ripoff. It was hilarious. Um, but anyways, we went through the thing. We came back home, uh, put Lincoln to bed way too late. And then we watched Inception, most of it, until about midnight. Is that, midnight. like, your favorite movie or something? I love Inception. Well, Armageddon is my favorite movie, of course. Armageddon I thought... is the best movie ever made. Wait, no, I thought it was... Uh... Sean Connery and uh, Nicolas Cage. Ooh, the uh, Rock. The Rock. Yeah, I thought it was the Rock. the Rock. The Rock is definitely up there, man. You're right. You're right. I man, feel you like know what? This show's like about Bay. you. Hijack. Jerry Go ahead. Brockheimer. Tell, no, that's tell right. us your favorite things. It's your birthday. <laughs> we the Gamer Cast, please. This show is not. You made it this way. You, I, I, I fell for the trap. I fell for the trap. How are you, <laughs> oh, man? I shouldn't how have said you, anything. How are you doing? Could no, have no, had no, you going for 20 no, minutes. You, you really wouldn't know. How, how are you? Uh, I'm not doing well, and, you know, I've shared that on social and stuff, so I'm not afraid to talk about it. I think people should. So I'm not well, but, you know, yeah, I mean, like, for those who don't know, like, from an emotional, mental, like, health standpoint, but, you know, a lot of people have it worse. <laughs> that's, like, it, it, I don't know if that's a, I don't want that to come off in a negative way, but I just feel like, you know, I'm not as bad as, you know, other people have, you know, everybody has their struggles, but, you know, I could be better, but. Yep. You know, I'm fairly healthy physically, kind of, a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, so I think that's really important. And, of course, I got my wife and little puppies here and, you know, great family and stuff. So, yeah, overall, yeah, you know. Can't, you're counting, you seem to be counting I want to say can't complain. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I sh- should always try to stay in that in that area. But, um, yeah, I'm really grateful to all the, you know, friends out there in the community and everybody who, you know, podcasts and does all this gaming stuff with us because that really helps, obviously. Yeah. We make it a big part of our lives. You, I know you make it a big part of your lives because mm-hmm. you're always online. I always see you. I'm like, we're all doing life together in that way. So mm-hmm. uh, I also try to do that and it helps, I think. I, I enjoy it. It's funny because I had like this whole path. Like, so when we said we were going to record on Thursday and I would have just been like rushing home and like just basically like firing up the computer and then like and uh, and starting to hit record. Today, I had a little bit extra time. I woke up at one. I had like a half an hour. I'm like, you know what? I should probably like, like kind of plan out like where, what journey do I want to take with Antonio? Because I know you and I get that kind of like benefit of uh, knowing like what you're up to. And we've been chatting ever since we met and all those different things. So like these returning guest shows are always a little bit different in that way. So I had plotted out like what journey do I want to take with Antonio? And then we, ju- we just jumped right into this. So so I'm glad you mentioned it right off the, t- right off the start because I wanted to ask <coughs> you, like, what are you doing to like maybe take care of yourself like you've acknowledged you've been open about this you've acknowledged that you know acknowledge that this is a thing but also that like things could be worse i guess is a, is a way to look at it but i wanted to ask you like how how you've been coping because you posted an article on the nintendovillage.com at the end of may mental health awareness month and it's now the end of july like how have you been doing since then like how have you have things gotten better have things gotten worse what have you been doing since you sort of like put that out there yeah unfortunately i would say things have gotten worse since then um it largely is part of my my nature of being like a procrastinator so there's something about our culture too where you know people don't want to go to the doctor and referring to like a mental health doctor so i could have easily taken steps which is again top of my priority list Mm -hmm. um but not taken is to figure out how my insurance deals with uh 
handling mental health, uh, seeing if I could see a psychologist, talk things out, things like that. And in America, uh, for you Canadian and uh, UK listeners, you know, it's it's a little difficult. Like, I, it's I probably think similar. I actually, I think we don't I get free. The we don't get free healthcare you know I mean? for for psychologists yeah. and things. Like, it has I, to be another thing. Yeah. As as far as I remember, it was like an opt in opt out thing, and I may have checked mm. the wrong checkbox, which is going to make things a little harder for me. Yeah. Like in November, whenever I was supposed to right. foresee that I needed to see something. Yeah. It's so weird. Like you have to get sick on a calendar, copays, and all this stuff. Uh, mm. Lee and Becca know exactly what I'm talking about. If you guys ever listen to this, mm-hmm. but um, aside from that, you know, Amazing. I. I do uh, freelance work sometimes and, uh, you know, I took on some things just on the weekends to make some more money and that's not good when you're like overly stressed. Um, the one thing that we did do, like I'm a Christian, I know a lot of people in the community are, and it's good to be plugged in with, you know, the people of faith and having, uh, uh, that support system, you know, when you, uh, like do a Bible study or, you know, plug into your church and get that, you know, a spiritual support type thing too. So I've been doing some more of that, me and my wife. So that's definitely helped. You know, I, I was just telling, you know, some other people, you know, God and our faith is really helping out and strengthening us and getting us through. Um, and that's been good. But overall, again, kind of de- deteriorated. Haven't taken those real concrete steps uh, to, you know, do something like I think important is talk to a psychologist and stuff. You know, I think well, it's how, good. Well, I'm glad you brought up uh, Christianity and, and the faith because I've always kind of been like, you oh I don't know I, before I went to go see my psychologist I was like maybe I should just walk into a church and just talk to somebody there and I was always curious like what kind of like experience that would be like like what kind of guidance are they able to provide to you is it is it mainly like talking about lessons directly from the Bible or is like does it translate into things like is there a possibility for them to offer you support in, in a way of like this is can you try doing this in your everyday in your everyday life are there actual kind of concrete changes as you alluded to. I actually, you know, in the last couple of years, uh, the the church and like mainstream or secular, you could call it like the world and church have always had these weird divisions. And, mm-hmm. you know, ch- church is means a lot. You know, it's, there's like the church structure and then, you know, outside of uh, the traditional like Roman Catholic or anything. There's so much to unpack there. But the main thing is there's been a lot of strides like I do. Uh, I'm a non-denominational Christian. So just, you know, a Bible believing church, we try to keep it very simple uh, very, you know, loving teach from the Bible. But as part of what we try to do to like help other people is there's like counseling services and things like that right. to people who are inside the church and without. So a lot of times I'll have like maybe a family member or a friend and I'll be like, man, you should talk to this uh, pastor or this uh, person who has trained and done, um, you know, like uh, actual like uh, training to understand how to be a marriage counselor, how to do, you know, basic things. And then there's things that we definitely turn over to high level professionals, like, you know, abuse and things like that. And that type of thing is, you know, I would say fairly new, like Mm -hmm. before, it's not just Bible thumping and, you know, straight from the Bible, it's just practical counseling, marriage help. And it's all like, it comes from a place from a motivation of, you know, God and serving you and loving on you like Jesus would, you know, we want to be God's hands and feet and just help you in the way that we know that God would want. And uh, that's the core of it. But Mm -hmm. it's not all completely like, you have to be a Christian to get this type of help. You'd be surprised at what they do. have. It's just like another arm. So just like you typically think of like a food kitchen or something like that. Um, Churches do a physical need. Um, A lot of them also do like a counseling uh, arm. Mm -hmm. So when we got married, we uh, prepared for quite a few months with this amazing couple that, you know, had studied how to do marriage counseling. And that 
has prepared me so much for this troubled time. If, if you don't know, and I've shared this, you know, so, so many times, I doubt people would, would mind, but um, my father-in-law passed away and, you know, we, we definitely came in and to support Christina's mom. And it's been a very trying time. You know, if you've lost a parent or, or you know, your parent-in-law, it's, it's very hard. But uh, we had a very solid foundation that, again, came through you know, God's people, people that we had built friendships with in the church. And uh, I'm glad that we had that. So there's a lot there. There's a lot that you could mm-hmm. do. Uh, I would definitely always keep the door open to actual, you know, psychologists. It doesn't have to be within the church, but definitely take care of yourself spiritually, too. I would always like, you know, it's it's so great that you feel comfortable enough to ask. And then I could just be like, hey, you know, this is what it's about. But always keep it I realize now that church people are not going to, if you have a level head and you're, you know, trying to look out for people, you're not going to do something like, yeah, only see a Christian counselor, only go to church and you'll be fine. No, you have to have come with this great mentality that there's also professional help. You know, you can take medicine if you need it, things like that, because I'm mm-hmm. sure there's that stigma out there where people will kind of be like, oh, this is like. God is not medicine. It's not an Advil that you take and, you know, you'll feel better. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You know, Um, not that God can't heal because he definitely has for me, uh, healed me emotionally and things like that. Mm -hmm. But definitely keep yourself open to all aspects, you know, both sides. It's funny that you say that, too, because, yeah, we've been sort of trained. Like when we have a headache, we take this medicine to have this fixed. And I think that like there's two different ways that people, I think, react to medicating in terms of mental illness or, or wellness that like that you either automatically go to that because that's what you've been trained to do with headaches and things like that or you have like this adverse reaction like there's maybe a stigma against like what does it turn you into if you become either i don't know if there's an addiction related to it or dependent uh if there's a dependency on it and so like there's kind of like one way or another but i think ultimately like it's the uncertainty and the ambiguity around it that kind of keeps people from helping themselves, which is why I wanted to just kind of like blow the doors off this whole thing and just kind of go like, okay, what are, are everybody's options? And, and to be honest, like for, for me, it was more like, um, whatever path presented itself was going to be the one that, that I sort of took. Like, and there, I think that's kind of has to be the way for a lot of people. Like, cause I think people are looking for like a very, like a clear path. Like this is going, this is what I did and it will hundred percent work for you. And I can't really say that that's the case because, I certainly thought of going, like I said, walking into a church and just kind of like talking to somebody and just seeing how that happened. But it never, the opportunity didn't like really open itself to me. I didn't really have that. Like, I don't know what I was really looking for. If there was like a sign on the outside of a church door saying like, Sean, come on in or like something like that. Like maybe my car broke down in front of a church and I was like having kind of a meltdown at the same time kind of thing. Like it just never really worked out that way. But instead, I found this place that I could that I could go to nearby my house and it was like it worked in my life as well like I could be on my way home stop off have a chat for an hour and then kind of like move on my way so it just kind of has to like fit in with everything else which is also part of the challenge because I think when you're in the in the darkest depths of it all you're like you don't even know you're not in your best problem solving mode I guess and that's why you kind of have to rely on on the people around you. So if you don't mind, Tony, I wanted to ask you a little bit about like, like what, it, cause this is sort of like the journey that I went on to, like, what are some of like the trigger points of like, when you're like, man, I'm in a really awful place right now. Like what, what kind of like sets that off? Is it as instant as a thing happens and then, <clears throat> and then things aren't looking so good? Or is it maybe like a more of a, like a title type of journey? 
Well, for me, it's like definitely I, I, I hit a turning point when I realized that I would get into these bouts. Some some in high school, but then it was also coming back, maybe triggered by by these things, where I definitely felt like chemical, like physical, where I would get in yeah. this dark cloud yep. thing, and uh, out of my mouth would just, you know, if my wife's like near me, I'd be like, I'm sad, and yeah. like she would do it too because she's obviously dealing with with a lot, and uh, it would just kind of come out verbally, and then you realize that sometimes this dark cloud comes over, you really can't shake it, you mm-hmm. can't associate it with any one thing. You mm-hmm. could like go and try to do a pick me up thing, you know, if you could, you know, motivate yourself to do that, and it kind of wouldn't help. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know why I'm here. I don't want know why my brain, my emotions are like going to this constant cycle of negativity. But a lot of people would describe it uh, as a cloud and things like that. And until recently, because uh, it's been hitting more and more in recent years, even though you've heard about people sharing over your life, you didn't. I didn't connect the dots. And then one day I was like, oh, so this is like probably you know, depression in the sense of like that I've not really experienced in quite a while. So I don't know about what triggers it. Sometimes it's just onset comes on. You don't know Mm -hmm. what. Um, But I know what doesn't help for me personally is not having time to myself. So I don't think that uh, I need a long weekend. A three day weekend to me is infinitely better than just like a Friday, Saturday. And that's just the type of person I am. I mm-hmm. need like a three days to wind down. I hope that culturally someday maybe we shift to something uh, like a you know four day work week. Um, but I think uh, a lot of studies have said that that makes an incredible impact. And I just I need to wind down. I need more time. So for someone like me, when that Friday set or yeah Saturday Sunday doesn't like rejuvenate you, um, it really hurts. You know, because so it's I like need this panic. Like, wait a minute, I'm all out of time, and like Monday's here, and I got to do yeah, the whole thing that uh, I don't want to do all over sun- again. Sunday nights are incredibly depressing for me like just in general and maybe a lot of people can relate so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um those are the main things Uh, unfortunately we have some like a lot of external stressors so it's not just me sharing with people and saying you know we had a death in the family and we're dealing with a lot of things and uh you know health concerns and you know mental health things like that Mm -hmm. then you have to deal with everything else that's already happening with life like maybe it's you know regular bills regular work stress you know, regular, a whole bunch of things, you know, people giving you a hard time. That's why we really have to be better for each other. And, you know, respect, I can look back on the years now, and I could see, I have this maturity now, or this experience I needed to have to look at someone and say, look, if this person snapped on me, maybe they were going through a lot. And then you look back, and then you hear Isn't later that, the that truth, they man. point through stuff, and maybe they just didn't share. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of that's, that that's good. So you have to, uh, I think it's good what you're saying, and I, I've heard recently, I forget which podcast it was. Oh, it was Nick Scarpino on, um, I think, The Morning Show for Kind of Funny was talking about, they were asking him, not not The Morning Show, it may have been Game Over Greg, or, Greg mm-hmm. or something, but he was talking about what is it in therapy that you do, and he was talking about learning yourself and the patterns and, and, and you know figuring out how to improve that. So... For me, it's a lot of things, and I think I do need to work that out with a therapist in order to, you know, nail it down, figure it out. And, you know, it's it's interesting what you were saying about what you decided to do, like when you recognize your own problems and, you you know, you went for convenience. And then if you if it did happen, like some sign in the clouds, you probably would have asked somebody about church or something. But Mm -hmm. the way that God operates is relational, like um. The Bible talks about a lot of stuff, but one of the core things to understand is like God could do miracles and just say, 
I'm going to make this person believe in me. I'm going to turn this water into wine in front of a bunch of people. But that's that's not exactly the way he chooses to operate. Mm -hmm. He wants to demonstrate his love through people. And so what's going to blow your mind is like I was in the shower like when I don't know what day and we were, I, I was like, oh, man, I got the recording with Sean coming up. And then, you know, God was saying like, oh, man, you're going to talk about God on the thing and i was like there's no way it's more usually gaming more or if anything it's random yeah so i knew that we were going to talk about this and i was like but also like why would i why would that happen so the thing that you should the thing that's going to blow your mind is this the beautiful thing is we're when you talked about how long we've known each other how long we've been doing this like you say years and it's kind of surprising to me and it's like, wow, it has been, it has been and, you years. know, we have been really friendly and, you know, it's good that you can ask me about that and feel comfortable knowing I'd be cool with it, knowing that we're at that place where you're interested and in that perfect timing. Now, the key thing is, is now, you know, I'd love to point you to some resources and just say, hey, give it a shot. Take a look at, you know, your spiritual life and, and, you know, we could talk about God and stuff, but you know, that's the way that God works. He's like putting people in your life. I bet it's not just me. I'm sure you know other people that have like lived a little differently, that you know that they have faith, and then you're interested, and that's it. And then that's the inroad. See, and, and here's a, yeah, and I don't want to turn this about me, you know? but like you're, you're absolutely right. So for me, very quickly, because I want to make this is this is about you. You're the literally the title of the episode. So Luke, Luke Lore is exactly that. Like when I needed somebody the most at the, the, the time I needed somebody at the absolute most in this show, I was scheduled to record Luke Lore. What are the chances that when I needed somebody to talk to, it was him and that he was ready to talk about that sort of thing and that he had the right things to say at that moment? Like you're, you're right in terms of, and I don't, I don't know if it's like, cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a baptized Catholic. Like I'm, I'm Christian by I don't even know, like just by upbringing, I suppose. But like my experience with like people have been all across different, like vastly different faiths and creed and all these different types of, of backgrounds and experiences. I've had, I've had an experience with a, a guy I've known for 10 years. He had cancer five times. And every time that he, uh, his cancer came back, they had a new treatment option available to him because of all the work that we're able to do and things like that. And all the research that's done. Um, he was given so many additional years that he was able to meet his wife. He was given additional years to conceive a child. And then his child was born five weeks early, which meant that he had three weeks extra to hold his son before he ended up passing. And if that doesn't make you believe in like something like I've had dozens and dozens and dozens of experiences like that, where like I like right place, right time. Like somebody is watching out for me or for people around us or like, that my friend was able to meet his son for a couple of weeks before he left us. And it's like, if that doesn't make you go, there's something here, then I don't know. I honestly don't know what does. So I've been very fortunate and I recognize that there's, I just don't know what to call it. Like I'm not at the right, I'm not at the stage to go like, this is that like to say like, this is God or whatever it is. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost right there. I just don't know what it is that makes me like hesitant to do that. And maybe it's part of like the, non-denominational part of it because i just don't know like how do we determine that it's like this god or this god so i'm i'm not quite there in terms of like placing a dogma around it but i am there that like something is helping us something is like is is guiding us and we have to i think it's good that you and i feel like we recognize that there are these weird signs there's these weird indications that something is going to be okay so i wanted to kind of turn this back 
to you because you keep trying to make this about me. Um, That's really healthy, Sean. I think no, everybody it is should have that mindset. That curiosity is a healthy place to be in. And I would, if you're listening, just open the door and ask questions. You know, if you have a Christian friend or if you have you know, any for any person you that's going to be there, reach out, ask questions. That's exactly what we want to do. You know, that's exactly um, what God wants for your life is just, you know, be in that place of curiosity and pursue it. Mm-hmm. So what so what I liked most about like my journey ended up going like leading me to to therapy. And that's what ended up helping me. And it's funny because I actually have to make an appointment. I'm gone for a little bit. And I have to make an appointment because my therapist just called up and said, like, just so you know, I've accepted a, a job with the local like, um, a Catholic school, so the separate school system, the Catholic school system here. So she's going to be working with kids. And it's like, here's another thing of, she was here. She started right at the right time, like, so that she was available. They had no availability. And they're like, oh, we just got this new, I can't remember what they're called, like, when they just start becoming a therapist. Actually, Zach Erickson was was this as well. I know. Like a I provisional know type of thing. Mm-hmm. And so she had just started and, like, was there to help me out. And we were able to kind of go through that. And now she's leaving. Like, now she's moving on to something else. And I'm like, I've, and it's amazing, like, what timing that she was there to help me through this thing, and she's moving on to something else, and it's almost like this graduation where I, maybe I can move on to something else and not have to see somebody every single month. But here's where I want to throw it back to you, Antonio, where what I liked about it, and I think you and I are similar in this way, was at the end of every session, she gave me homework. She she gave me, like, two or three things. She's like, I'm going to hold you accountable for this, and back then, we were meeting every week or every two weeks and giving me things that I absolutely had to do, and I had to report back, and we had, we had instantly... Um, created this rapport where I'm like, I felt accountable to her. And so I really hope that that's something that, that you find as well, whether it is therapy or if it's within the church or whoever it is that you're talking to, that you can itemize things because me and you do that. We want things that are like, I want to do this check. Like we're very like to do list type of people. And so if that, that was a path that, that definitely worked for me. And I hope that that's something that, that you can do as well. I am. I started that's writing great. things down, man, like just writing. And I think, again, you and I are so similar in terms of, like, we want to check things off, but we're also creative. And we get that satisfaction of making something and, like, Mm -hmm. putting it out there. And who knows? Like, even if it's not, like, even if if people don't see it or read it or or whatever, experience it or consume it, the fact that you, like, had this idea, you put pen to paper, and then it's a thing, I know that, like, you smile even just at the thought of that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's therapeutic for sure. Mm-hmm. And having that accountability, I think, is, is going to be huge. And I didn't think of that. So it's great that you're able to come away with that and share it with me. Um, I know that a lot of people have been checking on me lately, which definitely helps. And I mean, that goes for, you know, spiritual gro- growth, weight loss, like mental health, like everything. Accountability is huge with that. So, Physical yeah, absolutely. Huge, man. Yeah, me, I appreciate I, it. I, if you've ever checked up on me, thank you if you're watching, listening. So how are you? So how are you doing? Like, is that something for me? I identified that that was a that was a trigger point in terms of I wasn't getting out and being active. So I was like, it's kind of like when with a dog. Like, if you put a dog in a kennel for two days, it's like that thing is gonna go nuts, or even a day or whatever. Like, it, you, the dogs need to walk, right? So part of my like getting back to being healthier was every single day I was walking the dogs. Whereas like before, it was like maybe every other day, or like then it starts to stretch out into a week or whatever. So just all these different things, man. I could really, I should really kind of like itemize in a way what this last year has been. Cause like I was just ready to just not be here. Mm. Like it was just like the darkest, darkest time, man. And it, it was awful. And it's such what a, what a difference. And I, I don't say that to like, Oh, I'm better too bad for you. I really say it to go like, trust me. Like when I say like that, I couldn't move. I canceled a podcast with Gabe Patillo from, 
married to the games like two minutes before because like I couldn't get myself off the couch. It was freaking awful, man. And to go from that and just like going, realizing that I'm here for a reason. I don't know what that is necessarily, but there's people here who care about me and I care about them. Start from there. And that's kind of where the idea of like when I talk about the beginning of the show, like three things I'm grateful for. It's like, well, three things like whatever it is, I'm grateful for even I'll do it right now. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for these silly lights right here that make everything look great. And I'm grateful for a hot cup of coffee, man. And then instantly, like, how can you say like, I'm grateful for like, I don't know, like these these headphones are comfy. And also I'm like, I feel a little bit better. Like, it's just it's so much of it is like how much power you have over your own mind as well as dealing with some of the trigger points as well that are the external factors that are impacting you in that certain way. I think I think that helps. But now I'm getting way too I'm getting way too prescriptive. I'm trying to mostly just explore, man. So I you know, I hope that like I don't know, in a couple of months maybe we have you back on the show. I want to check back in on you. Obviously you don't need the show necessarily to do that, but I like for the sake of I don't know, illustration illustrating the the spectrum that we oh, can that, explore on this, man. That would be cool. I think that, you know, just you are able to see people's like growth. Like if you think I think the last time that I was on it was right when I was starting Switch Talk. Like uh, it was mm-hmm. well, go over a year ago at least. I re- remember where I was when we were recording. And yeah, I mean, th- thank you for sharing first of all because as you open up, as you know, as we all open up, I think just that helps. And then again, just you sharing about you know what you've come away with, f- naming things that you're grateful, saying that that helps you. I'm gonna internalize that, and you know, like I've always done with you is just kind of get inspired and take that away. And that's going to be great. Like if you're listening and you're in that spot, because, you know, you you absolutely could be reach out, you know, to someone. Uh, I just had a friend tell me that it was really important for him to he wasn't talking even to someone extremely close to him that he saw all the time, but wouldn't tell that person I need help. And then once he got over that barrier, it was like, bam, connection like that person's checking up on me. And, you know, that's 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 going to be huge. So I just think about the listeners right now and how they could like be helped by all this. And like, again, you've been, and that's you, man, that is, that is a hundred percent you. And I, I'll use this as a, as a pivot point as well, because you definitely gain satisfaction and it, and it makes you feel better to help other people. You've helped me so like the, when people watch the video, this template is designed by you. The intro is designed by you. You've been helping. I know Luke lore a little bit, like, tell me a little bit about like, (laughs) <laughs> you should have like a almost like a discography like a like a credits roll of like uh a special thanks to Antonio again like where can people find some of like the things that you've been you've been working on helping ever, other people out well we just launched something and joe was like you do this and i'm like i've been around for like two three years asking everybody do you need help with yes. a graphic or a logo or a bumper i'm like how did you not know do you He's know like, how yeah, often people like you. message me they're like hey man have you talked to antonio again and i'm like yeah i know i know antonio <laughs> antonio and i go way back and they're like yeah so he wants to help me with this thing and i'm like let him like just and and people who are listening now like they're, they will all like i'm not even going to name all the people because that's kind of what i want to get to with you but like people are like oh yeah i did that like there's definitely gonna be people listening to this going like i totally asked sean like do you know about this so like you're you've always been it's almost and and it catches people off guard i'll speak even just for myself because it's like okay antonio like what do you want you know what i mean but that's not you yeah i figured out 
over time that I just, you know, take a lot of joy in letting other people realize their dreams. So when they tell me a pitch, especially if they're excited about it, I look at it and I say, you know, how do I make that better for you just using, you know, my experience and, you know, the things that I'm good at. So if I can do something that's video related, you know, some audio engineering, some graphic work, I just want to help. I don't know why. I mean, I'm sure it's like uh, it. it it's it's one of my gifts, you know, one of, one of my spiritual gifts, one of my personality traits, and that's just me. And like you were saying before, what helps, you know, and that energizes me. And I can sit there and I'll just put my head down. And when I have the time, I'll definitely like hammer something out and try to make it great for you. So a lot of it's the podcast related stuff. So I'll mm-hmm. just make this logo, make this overlay, make this thing. And I look at it. And if you want the help, um, again, I I just feel like I can... I can be that for a lot of people. And like I said, I, my what I get out of it is just the joy of helping. I don't know if that doesn't make sense to other people. It seems like a very <laughs> tangible thing to me because yeah. everybody does ask. Luke was like, you know, I can't pay you. And I'm like, who mentioned money? Like we were already like kind of into it already. Yeah. And I was like, I have that structural mind. I can help plan and things. And I don't know. I just love it. I want to be part of something greater. Mm-hmm. And uh I think the idea of podcasting with co-hosts and people, because you've Clay Howard and David Jones, my my co-hosts on Switch Talk, um, they were there for me in a dark time when we started the podcast. Um, if you haven't listened, we just cover you know the latest Switch game and just do a thirty minute quick discussion, break it down, and lately we're reviewing too. And you know it's not anything, it's not niche or anything. It's like everybody's kind of doing it, talking about games, but it's our personal discussion and it mm-hmm. helps. And having that done with people being part of something that energizes me and then the more recent thing right when make us better was becoming a thing we launched the nintendo village so you know gary gray and phil myth that this idea of making like a almost like an ign so it's a website where we do like reviews have a bunch of podcasts underneath it and it's all nintendo focused though so that came up right around the same time that the you know like i said make us better and Mm -hmm. being part of something greater that's another thing that energizes me so you know i don't know i just love what i do and what i do is try to help other people and yeah i don't have many original ideas for myself but i can take your idea and be like I can help with your stuff. So it's hard for me to launch anything, you know? Dude, I'm the, I'm actually very similar. Like I always have a lot of appreciation and love for people who are like like for like graphic designers and digital designers who are like 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 with Adam Leonard for example, like oh, you have Adam. a blank slate and it's just like you just make something like I I can do like uh, maybe I'll look at a thing and maybe draw something that looks sort of like like I can't like think of something off the top of my head. It's always a version of of something else. So I always appreciate people who can like look at a blank slate and they see something within it. Um, Shout out to Adam. If there's anybody who trumps me for sure, it's his raw creative and his, you know, art and art style and all the things that he's done for people is like well beyond what I have. I mean, he can make something from nothing. Like you said, that's super Mm -hmm. impressive. Adam Leonard people, the art of Adam L. I wanted to give you a shout out for bringing people together. So there's a lot of times that I I talk to people and I think everybody kind of has experience with this, where they have an idea, they get started with it, maybe they buy like a like a dot com or something, and then it just sort of like sits and flounders. But like that's not necessarily the case with Nintendo Village. It was a great idea. I've told you guys right from the start. Uh, Gary Gray showed me like way way back. Uh, he's like, yeah, we're working on this thing, and it's pretty amazing. He kind of gave me the inside scoop, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is the coolest thing. And here we are, like probably a year and a half later from that day when he finally when he told me about. It. I think it was the beginning of last year. It must have been. 
When did you guys? Yeah, I guess about yeah, January it, last year or something like it, that. Yeah, it was kind of like a staggered rollout, but I would say definitely around the holiday mm-hmm. time was when we started. And it's so a yeah, thing now, months. man. You guys are adding. You guys just added a couple new shows. Josh Brandt is doing a show over there. Nindy Nation. Yeah, Nindy Nation with Josh Brandt. I forget the name of his co-host, but he's excellent. And there's a lot of things under there. Uh, Clay Howard has another has many sub podcasts under there. Uh, one's Mouse Bites, so it's all just Disney. Real, Disney-themed games. Uh, what's that word? Licensed games. Mm-hmm. And then Strictly Game Boy is like just going back in the Game Boy catalog, which like the, the nostalgia, man. Just like turn t- t- <laughs> turn that on. Like it's it's amazing and it's fun to do. And you know what's interesting? When you say how people like kind of start and stop, it's mm-hmm. that accountability thing too. When you're working with a team, it's easier to feel like you're all building toward it together. Mm-hmm. And when you have hard life things happening we have a review team that we're you know we're getting all these codes and things that we're able to you know divide and conquer together and that's way better than i've talked to a bunch of people who oh i'm gonna do game reviews and you know they get there and then they have to feel like they have to keep it up and keep it up and now that there's so many hundreds of games releasing a month there's no way you really can in in a sense and if you're doing a podcast and you're trying to do it weekly then you feel horrible. How many times do you have a weekly podcast and then you can't do it and you feel horrendous that you can't keep up? Imagine if somebody else could step in and many people have done that uh, with Switch Talk and a bunch of podcasts you know, under the Nintendo Village. So it's like doing things communally I think is a good way. We're looking for people. It takes a village. So you, it's almost like it's a yeah, saying. Exactly. If you want to be a writer, if you want to be part of a podcast, if you want to come under and be part of something bigger, check out the NintendoVillage.com. It's yeah, the NintendoVillage.com, I think, is what it is. I, on Twitter, it's Village Nintendo. And, you know, just hang out with us and make us better is another thing. Like, go talk to those guys. Whoever, just if you, if I feel like there's so many people out there who lack the confidence to even start, or they're on the other end of the spectrum and they feel like they have to build their brand and do it everything solo. Mm-hmm. My brand is my name or whatever. And if you want a little respite from that and you want some help, it's, I feel like there's a nice middle ground with the stuff that like kind of make us better and the Nintendo Village is doing, you know, that community thing. Mm-hmm. I, I took to it. As soon as I like got pitched the idea, I was like, this could work. This is, And it's been amazing. And there's a lot of good Man. content on there. <laughs> That's something I love. I think anybody who's listening who's ever created anything has that moment like, hang on a second. This is the thing. Like, this could actually work. It's actually... Like what a what a bright moment for for everybody to have. I wanted to cause you kind of like we kind of oscillate a little bit. I would definitely want to focus a little bit on Switch Talk because I wanted to. You, you, I think uh, speaking of journeys, my my Luke Lore obligatory mention of the journey. Um, when you guys started that show, it started very early in the Switch's lifetime, where we're like, is this going to be a thing? Like Zelda was pretty good, and like they've got this lineup which is pretty great, and and the roadmap looked like we we're going to get a big game every single month. We're getting sixty games every other day. So how has that been? Because so for those who don't know, the focus of Switch Talk is like every every episode you guys hone in on a game, right? You talk about one game. So I wanted to ask you, like, you know, the vision of of the show was set at a time where maybe that was more manageable. Have you guys had any challenges or struggles with the with crazy releases on the Switch or maybe right at the moment things are a little drier? Like I kind of wanted to talk to you a little bit. I'll round this out in a question like this. Like in your opinion, like what is the state of the Switch and how does it impact uh switch talk the 
the what happened with Switch Talk is we never really nailed down an exact release schedules. We know we're never promising weekly, never nailed it down. So I think on the average we're releasing on a every three weeks, every four weeks a show. Part of that is scheduling. We try to get again our co-hosts, three of them all together, and maybe a guest. So we're trying to get at least three or four opinions on the same game. So that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And then it takes some time to. Uh, play the game because we try to give each game a fair shot. We're not just doing like initial impressions. It's more of a dive in after we spend plenty of time. And again, recently we've been reviewing it too and just right. giving a couple points on that all in 30 minutes. So it's kind of like an action packed round table, but fairly fast. Um, the challenge with the show in particular, I think, is the release schedule of trying to be up on that hot thing and that hot game. In our culture now, gaming culture, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think that the lifespan, the hype span of a game is incredibly short. You, If you're talking about a game that released four weeks ago, it might as well be ancient history. So we're going to actually <laughs> make some changes to try to be out faster, but mm-hmm. also give games a fair shake. So haven't you know, we're trying to find that balance. So it was an interesting yeah, let's, concept. L- let's chat about that for a little bit too, because I agree, man. So uh, today, as we mentioned, is my birthday. If somebody does not get me Octopath Traveler, I will be buying that game. But like that game came out at the beginning of the month, it came out what, like two, three weeks ago. It's like who gives a crap about Octopath Traveler? <laughs> now maybe this isn't this is a case where the it's an exception to the rule where I agree with you. The the hype period is very very short i want to talk about hype casting with you as well um but so like i just like where are we is like you guys are making an adjustment in terms of trying to make these things come out sooner but i kind of like well i appreciate that and i think that that's probably what the audience is wanting like i start to get a little bit worried that we are making adjustments with maybe an, a, a knee-jerk reaction where the audience wants this thing right away but is that actually beneficial in the long run i don't know exactly how to how to articulate this antonio maybe other people can help me leave leave a comment on the youtube video about this but like i think it's i for i don't know exactly why but i feel like it's dangerous i feel like it's dangerous to go like i only care about this game for three days and that's kind of it and i think it's just i don't know another way around it because you're right because there are so many games that come out all the time but how do you how do how does one extend the life and maybe this—that's why uh, developers are making these games that last longer, where you have like, like constant new stories, like new things to talk about, whether it's a season or an expansion pass that comes out later, or all these different things. I think it's just such a weird, tumultuous time in gaming right now, and we're all just trying to figure out like, what do we even, what do we even do about that? That's one of the reasons why the show is what it is. Is because like I I can't I never have and I and I even will be when worse as time goes on I'll never be able to be on top of whatever the next game is and streaming I'm streaming God of War right now God of War came out April twentieth man like I am mm. so I'm and The Witcher three so, has it been that long already Oh wow that's what I mean like and you Doesn't blink your like eye it. like you snap your finger and it's like half the population's gone and and games are are three months old. They we're having a conversation on kind of funny and on a couple of their different shows, their topics kind of bleed over about market saturation. And are we reaching a point with the recent announcement of so many games coming to switch per week or at least Mm -hmm. the plan to try to hit like was 20 a week or something ridiculous like Steam? And then the 
just the fact that our falls have been so packed, especially recently, that doesn't seem like it's any time slowing down. You look at Xbox announcements of saying, look at all these studios and they're all working on stuff right now. They're all going to hit. They're going to have two packed years whenever when that stuff comes to fruition. And Mm -hmm. they were saying that they didn't think there was market saturation, but I'm on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. I absolutely believe that the attention span of our segment of the gaming population, which is if you're doing podcasting or you're up on news and you're more plugged into the culture, you're typically in this, I want to play the hottest thing. I want to know what's going on. I'm reading about the news, etc. Mm-hmm. There is a whole swath, of course, of people in gaming that they buy the console whenever they got the money. They buy only three games, etc. And that's yeah. a huge chunk of you know, what these companies have to cater to. But then there's the hardcore, whatever you want to call it, the plugged in people. Mm -hmm. And for us, because I'm doing the podcast, um, I have to, in a sense, like I really shouldn't play last, like we would never cover on Switch Talk, do an episode this month on last, uh, a six month old game. It just doesn't work. So it is very interesting. I think that the biggest problem is we have so much to play and everything wants between... I mean, five hours and 20 hours, you know, whatever it is, but hours of your precious life Mm -hmm. and we're all getting older and you know that that brings the family responsibility and babies and all that. And, you know, your limited money. If And I've I've wanted to ask this. I think I asked Joe to talk about it on his show. Sean, for you, if you (laughs) were going to buy games in this year from now to the end of the year, about Mm -hmm. how many would you expect you were going to buy? And I know Game Pass complicates everything even more, but how many games are you going to buy? For me, I would say it's, just off the top of my head, it's like, you know, Red Dead Smash. You know, I'm going to try the Tomb Raider actually pretty bad. Like, I'm going to say like 10 around, mm-hmm. just pie in the sky. Wouldn't you say the same thing or what? What's your number? Probably less, man. And that's last five? Two? Yeah, maybe five. Especially you're between a, now and the end of the You're going to play more than five games. Get out of You're going to buy full price more than five games. Well, you do have the library too, so that's kind of... I don't think so. That's the thing, man. And I definitely think about that. It's a great question. I, I really do think so. Full price is one thing. Oh, look at this. I'm getting a nice call from an old friend. Look at... Th- oh, I always miss his call. Sorry, Marco. Um, uh, what was the question? Okay, so, like, the end of the year always brings about, um, like, Black Friday deals as well, right? So, for me, That's like, I'm very I'm very attentive to sales and deals. frugal gamer with I Sean. I am a very frugal gamer, and that also puts me a little behind. There are some games, like, Nintendo, when it comes out, like, there's no use waiting. Just buy a day one, it's going to be the same price in four years. Like, it doesn't really matter. So Smash falls into that category. Mm. Um, I don't know that I want to get Pokemon first date. Like, Red Dead? That's, that's a tough one. Red Dead's probably there. Spider-Man, Tomb Raider? Spider-Man, Spider-Man is... I don't know if I want to pay full price for, for Tomb Raider. What's the Tomb other Raider has this weird game. thing. There's uh, one more. No, that's you it. I'm talking about. No, is that it? I thought that was Spider-Man... Spider-Man's I'll add one more ace in the sleeve. Okay, whatever. No, everything but else is 2020 in place. If you if you have the gumption, if you have the self-control, mm-hmm. I respect you. For someone like me, I'm going to have to That's a lot of money. And I think that I don't care what segment actually you are. I do think that we're hyper saturated with content period Mm -hmm. and time is of the essence and we're burning that sucker we are placing kerosene all over our lives (laughs) our time management skills depending on who you are you know someone like luke lore is very like 
I only I know what I like and I'm only going to play what I like and I'm not jumping on every bandwagon and I mm-hmm. will only stream this many hours and I won't overstretch myself. He's on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm over here like if I could chug like Red Bulls 24/7 without dying, I would definitely yep. Tackle I'm my the same. Backlog. That's I'm me. the same. Look at the size of this coffee <laughs> mug, man. Are you kidding me? I didn't need coffee. I slept in until one o'clock today. This is absolutely unnecessary. <laughs> if nothing else, and to like speed up my my chatter so I get all my thoughts out as quickly as possible, so you can't listen to this this podcast two times. Speed. I don't know. My mind actually can't keep up with talking that that quickly. But I sort of like I've I've started to toy with the idea of, and I remember talking to John Wall about this when he was on the show once upon a time. About, like, do you actually get more satisfaction out of a game because it's shorter than a longer game? And he said yes. And I, that did, that made absolutely no sense to me. Where I'm like, so you you might even recognize that a game that is five hours might not give you all of the things that another game for what... I don't even know what those things are. But, like, I'm actually staring at, like, Nier Automata. Uh, Automata. Have you beat it? You, no. Have I'm, you beat it four times? Like no, exactly. To? I mean, that's the other thing. Like, is that, like, of all the games, like, what the heck, man? Like, this, there's no finishing this game. This game is amazing. By all measures, this game is incredible, and people should absolutely play this. And yes, an Xbox person is, like, holding up a PlayStation thing, whatever. I play all stuff. Uh, oh, also, here's another endless game right over here No Man's Sky. Also, great now, by the way. I really enjoyed my time with that. Who the heck has time for it? How many more hundreds of hours will you put into that, Sean? I mean, I don't know, maybe three. Hours, <laughs> <laughs> three hours uh i don't know man but that's another like that's a game that, that i could go on forever and ever because i i've really liked what they've done with it i i feel like the the game itself is not too different but the polish is there so i don't have as many i don't have that initial like what is this this is garbage but to the point of trying to balance time and money i've started to turn that corner a little bit harder than i really anticipated that i would where i just wanted to always play all of the things and i didn't care like at a certain point, I can only have so many games that are still in the wrapper before, like, it's not even like Chelsea has to say anything. I say it to myself, like, what are you doing? Like, just, there's, there really is no point to this. So it, it forces me to be a little bit more frugal. It forces me to be a little bit more choosy. But then it also, I try to match it with, like, all of this, the things that I absolutely enjoy doing, where I've got Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mostly free in the evening. So maybe I can spend two to three hours playing games and streaming and stuff. And it kind of, like, forces me to... Not just kind of go, oh, maybe I'll play a game tomorrow night. Because like you said before, we blinked our eyes and now it's the end of July when God of War just came out a moment ago. So I'm just trying to like build ways to stay on top of it. And it, we have ebbs and flows, man. We have I'm, right th- I'm right there with you. If I'm looking at everything realistically, I was looking at my Xbox dashboard, the way that it lays it out with the tiles, and I have those tiles full, full yeah. of great games. And mm-hmm. I don't, uh, the percentage of games I actually beat is like, you know, what, 10% of what I actually ever boot up. Mm-hmm. But the great sin is that some of the best, most exciting, most rewarding things like John's talking about of a game is the end of a game, the completion that like I did it. Sometimes developers over the over time have put a lot into that. And, you know, sometimes it falls flat. It's hard mm-hmm. to end a thing properly. But break. some of the things that ah, some of the things that is just you'll never experience. Mm-hmm. And, you know, developers are shifting gears and understanding that people aren't going to finish their single player, just rip that thing out. Like, so it's it's very interesting. And and now in our day and age, if a AAA game came out that didn't have legs and a DLC plan, paid or free, it doesn't matter, to keep that attention and bring it back every two months or whatever it is, it, it'd be sacrilege now. It's just not the way things are done. And I don't know what's going to happen 
it's it's uncharted territory and it's interesting. This brings me to a good point. I know you wanted to talk about it. I realized in my life that gaming, the best part of gaming is what? Hype. Hype. The <laughs> anticipation yeah, man. of what it could be is much better than what actually we get most times, No Man's Sky. So <laughs> things can change and shift and warp, but we are most excited at E3. We are most we, – we have this like gaming news and keeping up and you know talking and having conversations about – I call it gaming culture. Every aspect of gaming from this game to that to the topics that are covered to sales. So there's this whole industry that has popped up around the actual sitting there with the controller, right? And like that is energizing to me and exciting. So I created the Nintendo Hypecast. Yes! It's brand new, and yeah, the man. whole and it sits on this idea of community and doing things with others. It's a variety show with lots of mini segments. Again, I I so much I want to respect people's time with this whole conversation. I don't need to give you a three four hour you know chunk. I'll keep it to thirty minutes yeah, or less. John, just like switched on. <laughs> yeah, right. They're like, oh, just because once a month we get to talk your ear off like for fifteen thousand hours. <laughs> I no, I really guys. appreciate it. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so um, Mr. Badbit doesn't do this well. We what? do it perfectly. We you take a shot and you go like, no, nah, no, nah, I love it. You yeah, guys great. You guys. Oh, you mean he just takes shots Bad and never pulls like, them back? Capri for conspiracy, blah blah blah, ha ha. I didn't catch okay, that, that show, so I have no idea where that went. But I'm I've not, seen I, can, the I can't even believe I you, I shouldn't even give it. I'm gonna maybe edit that out. I shouldn't even give it the time of the day. Okay, hypecast, dude. Okay, this oh, yeah. is perfect so though. So this is it's a bunch of segments. It's a well, variety show. <laughs> this is Long this story. is the appropriate uh, reaction to the problem that we identified earlier, which is too many games. We can't play them all. We can't give them all attention. So instead of actually like not even like playing them, <laughs> let's just talk about the hype and excitement. We uh, the whole idea is the featured segment is just like not what happened. But what we would have liked to have happened and what the future could be looking out as far as possible and saying, you know, what could this be like? And E3 all the time is what the idea of the show is. The other part of the show, again, is variety. So it's just a bunch of fun stuff. I don't want to ruin it for you, but definitely check it out. I have, you know, Joseph Moran. I got Tammy Ryan. I got Clay Howard. And I'm trying to build it. I asked you, Sean, a long time ago. I said, Sean, I'm doing a thing. I'd like you to be part of it. You said yes. And I was typing my pitch and you had already said yes. And I don't recall if I hit enter on this paragraph that I pre-prepared mm-hmm. to tell you what it was about. I remember. But maybe you could be part of it. But I believe that there's a lot of content creators out there that would like to be part of something. Maybe you have an idea for just like this fun Hang little a second. Don't make it a podcast. Don't make it a podcast. Put it inside this show and do a podcast within a podcast with me. Oh my Come. God. Come. Munch Squad? We'll do it together. My brother, my brother and me. <laughs> what were you going to say? I'm sorry, I interrupted. No, excited. I was going to say, like, you're like, man, I, could, I couldn't even, like, tell you what it was, and you were so excited about it. Like, you said yes, and then, like, it, maybe you could be a part of it. it. I, don't I know, what? and then you're like, and then I'm not like, a part of it. <laughs> well, I was like, can you be a part of it? And I'll tell you why, because like, yeah. I saw you, and I saw where you were at the time, and I was like, look, I every, every time I opened my phone, every time I sat at my computer, you were there. And... I was like, if I ask him, he will say yes, and I will take more of his precious time. So now that all the framework's been set, 
and I can really prove to you and anybody else that you know we can collaborate with That's that great. I really That's only need a couple minutes of your time. Each segment's like five minutes. So if you want to do something biweekly, you know, five minutes, we'll do that. The fun part is what your segment's about. And again, You're tune into the to show. The Nintendo Hypecast Drive. It's so cool. It's so cool. So we have a lot of fun stuff. The other oh, part of it man. is it's a show about having fun. So the different segments are about all sorts of things. And again, we try to keep it in Nintendo wrapper, obviously. But it's uh, the main hype thing and then a bunch of little other things. And I don't think uh, a lot of other people are doing something like that. And one of the things I was never able to internalize that you told me about and, you know, uh, advised was, you know, keep it niche, keep it like as specified as possible. Switch talk is kind of just more general game talk. This is definitely like into that rabbit hole of, I bet no one would ever think of this because this is so stupid and like just like let's have some fun. So love it. it I'm I'm really we actually uh, streamed it this morning while you were asleep, and <laughs> it will be releasing. So take a look at the NintendoVillage.com or uh, go to the Nintendo Village YouTube and you'll be able to see that by the time this airs. I'm sure. So check it out. It should be evergreen content pretty much. Dude, I can't freaking wait. Where can people, aside from that, uh, why don't we close things out? People should be following you on on Twitter. I see you a little quiet over on Twitter, but where should people well, uh, I follow have you to make sure they know where, when this is coming out? I switched Twitter, so I was like at BlueBlood02, but it, the spelling doesn't match the phonetics. So I was like, forget it. Just follow me at Hypecaster. Hypecaster. No spaces in between. Hypercaster. You got Hypecaster? At Hypecaster, yeah. So... Take a, take a look at that. That's where I am now. It's just easier. So, um, yeah, I'm mainly a lurker on Twitter. I really have to do that. Like, I, I just want to say something, and then it comes out just like Eeyore, like, oh, life is horrible. So <laughs> no, I try not no. to tweet and bring people down. But uh, at Hypecaster will definitely help you. And then, again, at Village Nintendo is the Nintendo Village's Twitter. And, again, be part of it. Check out Make Us Better. Check out Sean Capri. Wish him a happy birthday belated. By the time you hear this, it would have been a couple days ago or whatever. I don't know when this is releasing. I don't know when it is either. I was Sing looking at maybe Wednesday, him. but that's August. So I need this Sing to come out in July. to him. <laughs> okay, man. Thank you so much uh, for doing this. We took a journey, man. We did, we did all the things. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Antonio. We, as we always say, we take, took the journey. And I mentioned at the top of the show that Joe After Work is going to be on Monday. One thing that you guys don't know is is in these these earphones, I'm actually listening to Joe on his stream, uh, twitch.tv slash Joe After Work. I'm listening to him right now. And I'm pretty positive it's not coming through, but if it is, <laughs> you get a little preview of uh, the hilarity going on over there guys in the meantime please check out the nintendo village you can we talked about an article that antonio put up i don't remember if we had mentioned that it's still there of course go check it out give it a read i know it got a lot of attention and great feedback when it was posted so uh but it shouldn't be just that one time so please go check it out uh, amazing stuff happening at the nintendo village it was a great idea at the start and they're kicking it and killing it and kicking and killing it i don't know if it's kick, killing it by, by kicking anyway if you like if this isn't too much for you to handle <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri. Uh, the show, we, the GamerCast, the website, we, the nerdy. Remember, I do If We Ran Nintendo with Bobby Pauls and Jason Lacey. We are probably going to be doing next Friday. What date is that? I've got a minute here. <laughs> Joe After Work is just laughing in my ear. August 3rd, we will be going live with Bobby. Bobby Pauls makes his return. Also, shout out to Bobby. We'll get more into that on Monday. Bobby's back, baby. Bobby's back. 
Uh, and I do the Xbox Drive with Dave Moore. We talk about Xbox stuff. It's good times. And I'm also playing No Man's Sky. What do you think about that? If you like this, if you like all the Weed the Gamer cast and the If We Ran Nintendo and all the other stuff, the PSVGs and the Nintendo nostalgias and the trophy rooms and the bad bits and the warp whistles and all the other things, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash makeusbetter. $3 and up and you're in the show notes. $10 and up, you're in that amazing group of people at the top of the show, all the executive producers. I so appreciate you guys. July was our biggest month yet, and we'll hope that we just keep growing, including more people, and just doing all of the things that you guys allow us to do. Thank you to our artists, Gary Great and Adam Leonard. Thank you to our video designer. You saw him and heard him today. All this looks as amazing as it does because of Antonio Guillen. And of course, this is powered by the Day Space Network of Podcasts. <laughs> Joe is, he's playing this super Japanese game. I don't even know. It's going to be the thumbnail, surely. But otherwise, this is episode 163 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears and your eyeballs. I'll be back on Monday with Joe after work. I hope you're there too. Now, because it's a Patreon-powered bonus episode, it's time for Patrick Stewart at the drive-thru. <laughs> I love this thing. I hope you guys do too. Bye-bye. See you Monday. Hello, I'm Patrick Stewart star of TV's Star Trek, The Next Generation, and the host of the documentary series, MGM, When the Lion Roars. Okay, that's fine, sir. Can I take your order? Yes, you can. And what is your order, sir? I'll have a quarter pounder with cheese and a side order of fries. Would you like it? And a fillet. Oh, Fresh. Would you like a cold drink with that, sir? Yes. Yes. For the sake of the future of all mankind, I will have a small Sprite. Okay, sir, that's $5.20. Could you proceed to the first window? The first window. The first portal to a new dimension. One greater, one more wondrous than our own. No, just the first window of the drive-thru, please, sir. Yes, then so it is that I proceed to this window of which you speak. Thank you, sir. Approaching warp speed. What the f***, mate? Did you just drive into the back of me? Yes. It is so. Mate, are you some kind of f***ing comedian? I am Patrick Stewart. Mate, get out of the f***ing car. And so, with heavy heart, I hereby withdraw from the vehicle. Mate, look what you've done to my f***ing Duco. You accuse me. Mate, f***ing I do. Here's your order, sir. What manner of burger is this? And these slivers of potato extract. Hey, Chrome Dome, are you going to f***ing pay for my car or not, mate? Mate! Ah, I am under attack. I must reason with this. Mate, you are talking out your f***ing ass. Ah, and so it is that I bid you and your people farewell. What a f***ing dead shit.